0: Welcome to Crossroads Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. God is doing great things. We started a new series uh, just not too long ago in talking about it's complicated. The theme is it's complicated. Lots of things are complicated. Sometimes I think we are complicated, right? But today we're going to speak specifically about sin complicates, sin, okay, el pecado complica las cosas, sin complicates, right, and we're going to be uh, reading from a passage in the book of John 8, and we're going to talk about a very famous passage, I think everything in the Bible is famous, but this passage is one of those as well that uh, we're going to be concentrating on. Sin complicates. Uh, As I was reading the passage earlier, and as I was meditating on the different aspects of the message today, and realized the many things that we do that can really uh, take us away from the greatest things. Uh, One rule Bob and I made when we first got married was, I mean, these are the things that we all, every couple does. Well, when we get married, the one thing is we're never going to go to sleep or to bed being upset, right? Most couples, they make that commitment, right? Um, Friends do that. Well, you know, the Bible tells us oftentimes when you have a problem with someone, not only within the church, but someone, right, your job is to fix it with that person. I don't need to go to her to tell her about my problem with her. I really should go to her and really fix my situation. Hey, I, I, I messed up. Or, hey, what you said wasn't good. Or, hey, let's talk about whatever happened, right? My job is to go. Oftentimes, we take the approach of like, ah, it'll be okay, right? Now, let's let it fly. Let's just, it'll pass, right? And most of the time, when you take that approach, it doesn't pass, right? Instead, it, it, you get more angry, right? And every time, whatever situation may happen, it's like he it builds up on whatever happened uh, a few days before or weeks before and, and, and if, and, and, and we ladies have a tendency to have a record. We have a, a memory that, you know, uh, and I'm gonna include myself, right? Uh, we, I don't forget, there are words still sometimes that I remember that were said to me. And I'm talking about Bob. I'm talking about, you know, in school, talking about friends that said something that, oh, that stuck with me, right? And and sometimes it motivated me to really thrive to do better, right? And oftentimes I'm like, oh, so no se va a repetir. It's not going to repeat because I remember what you said the last time, right? And so... We're going to be talking here about a special passage where it talks about something that a lady do. So let's be on John 8, and he says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Verse 4 says, teacher, they said to Jesus this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his fingers, they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never seen throw the first stone. Then they stooped out down again and wrote in the dust. He stooped down. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman, then Jesus stood again and said to the woman, "Where are your accusers? Did even one of them condemn you?" "No, Lord," she said. And Jesus says, "Neither do I. Go and sin no more." You notice in the passage it says a woman was caught in adultery. And then my one of the questions that came to me y "El otro?" You know, where was the man, right? The woman was caught in adultery, right? Oftentimes, a lot of things are cultural, right? And so I guess he was fine, right, with the whole deal. She was the one that needed to be cleansed, not him, right? But we're not going to go that route. We're going to concentrate on the message here, right? And I think that happens a lot even today. In today's world, That, that, that that's what, what takes place. But the woman was caught in adultery. and They were bringing her to him. They wanted to find Jesus saying something where they could just hang on and go against him. Like, oh, we knew he was like us. We knew that deep inside he was going to be like us, right? But instead, Jesus immediately looked at them because they're waiting for something, right? They're waiting for a reaction from Jesus. Said, if any of you over here has never sinned, then you can you can throw the first rock, right? The first stone, and, and one by one they left. One by one they went away. Oftentimes, when we're in the middle situation, and they, I mean, they they, they left because they either felt uncomfortable, right? Well, you know what? I'm not one of those that has never sinned. So okay, let me let me go, right? And they started disappearing. Guilt in them came when that statement happened, and they started fading away. Oftentimes, when you and I fall away and start sinning, that's the same attitude that we do. We start fading away. We start going on the side. Um... When I don't hear from one of my friends from a lo- for a long time, I check on them and I say, yeah, ¿Qué te pasa? What's up? Where have you been? And I know oftentimes it's just busyness, work, everything. Um, hey, did I do something to you? What What's up? Right? You haven't, you haven't said hello in a long time. I, I did that the other day with a friend. And, and, and everything was fine. She's just been busy. But our tendency when we're in the circle of, of, of this group right here, when someone decides to start doing something that goes against the will of God, it fe- starts feeling uncomfortable when people start voicing it out to you. And the tendency of, the, of these people, and I'm including myself, is to start going on the side. And there is value on the body of Christ staying together because when i see her or i see her or i see him and him right going or doing something that goes against the will of god or the word of god my job is with love go to her go to her go to him and him and say hey what's happening right that i don't that's not even like you that's not even like you what's happening tell me why are you doing that why are you allowing that right that's the beauty of being in the body of Christ, that we can be a reminder to one another. The worst thing that happens is when we start ignoring what's taking place. And I think a lot of times we want to be kind and polite, and we ignore behaviors. When you ignore a behavior on a little child, oh, no, he didn't yell at me. It's, my, it's my, in my head. He didn't. That's just the way he talked. No, no, that's not, that's not the way they're supposed to talk. It, it, it will happen again. And not only with children, with adults. When you allow one thing, you, you don't just ignore it. You handle it. But you can handle it with love and care. Hey, why are you raising your tone at I me? Mean, what happened? You never talked to me that way. Right? Or why did you do that? There's nothing wrong with, with doing that here. These people started fading away one by one, says the word of God. They started going out, and they left whatever deal they had brought to Jesus right there with him. They were so concerned about it that they started fading away. Oftentimes, when we are um, serving, but when we allow the enemy to come in, uh, and we, and we start doing the wrong things, we start getting tested. I mean, our faith starts getting tested. We allow other things to take over, and our faith starts getting tested. Sin will test what we believe. Sin will test what we believe. When you start doing something, if it doesn't go with the word of God, you have a choice. To either do it or not do it. But it starts it start showing every sign to go against the word of God. But there is a choice. It says here in James 4:17. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. You think here, this lady who was caught in adultery, and the man, but this lady that was caught in adultery, you think she didn't know that she was committing adultery? Even if she didn't know about Jesus too much, culturally, she knew that what she was doing was wrong. Today, people who don't even know about the Lord, when they lie, they know. Hey, I didn't say the truth, but they still do it. When they go and commit adultery, you know it is wrong. Culturally, it's wrong. It doesn't feel right. You wouldn't want anybody to do that to you, but then you still do it. It is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. It says in Romans six twenty three: for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. When we stay in the sin, when we stay doing what's wrong, what goes against God, it doesn't lead to anything pretty. It doesn't lead to anything fancy. It doesn't lead to anything right. No, blessings don't come out of you sinning or doing the wrong thing over and over. Instead, the opposite takes place. Right? When you start... When you do something wrong, and then you keep doing it, and you expect that at the end it's going to fix itself, it doesn't fix itself. Instead, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Because you're still doing the wrong thing. The best thing to do is to turn away. Sin separates us from God. It doesn't matter what sin it is. Sin separates us from God. You can't be sinning and still thinking that you're close to God. But nobody knows. I'm not hurting anybody. We're not talking about anybody else. We're talking about you. You're talking about your relationship with God. When you sin, it's taking you away, separating you from God. Isaiah 59:2 says, It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. That sentence on its own kills me right there it breaks me it says he has turned away I mean when you're because of your sin he has turned away and will not listen anymore I don't want God not to listen to me I want God to listen to me I want that when I cry out to God that his ears are connected with me I want to know that when I go and pray to him I'm in tune with him I'm on the same channel with him. I'm not here trying to like tune it up and just try to get into the right place. I want to be connected with God. I don't want anything that I do to pull me away. And if there is anything, I want that to be away from me because I want, to, I want God's ears to be right here. I want him to hear me. I want to hear him as well. There are sins in our lives, things that we are doing that are not drawing us closer to him, that instead they're pulling us away. So many things, and I'm not asking you to name them to me, but I'm asking you to think. What is it that I may be doing that could be separating me from the presence of God? I was talking to a lady the other day, and and we're talking about certain things, and and I said, well, do you think that's right? Now, my question, when I asked her, I knew that she had to know it was wrong. So I said, do you think that is right, or do you see it wrong? And she doesn't want to talk to me no more. (laughs) The question was too hard. I said, well, that's okay. I don't regret the question. Because I didn't say it to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm saying it because we know, hey, we're hearing ourselves here. And we know that what we're talking about is not correct. Why are we even doing this? Why are you still doing it? Isn't it better to just admit? And that's where we're heading. Wisdom uncomplicates. The Word of God is filled with the wisdom of God. When we are connected with God, when we are praying when we're trying to follow the Lord, when we're trying to be obedient to his call, to his voice, to what he's telling us, we're applying that wisdom, right? And when we're connected with the Holy Spirit, he speaks to us, he speaks to us, and he tells us, hey, that, 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 that uncomfortable feeling when you're doing something, pay attention to it, pay attention to it, because the Holy Spirit speaks to us constantly, wisdom uncomplicates when things are complicated know that wisdom uncomplicates god's wisdom on sin create distance from sin create distance so if this right here is what i have a tendency to do because and this is sin my reaction should be to step away from this, create a distance from it. If every time I'm with this person, we're sinning, then I don't need to be there with that person. I need to create a distance. I need to create a distance, and that's one of the hardest things for people. But I want to reach out to that person to mentiras. Don't lie to yourself, don't fool yourself. Create a distance. It is not your job to reach to that person because whenever you are with that person, you sin. Stay away from that. Step away. Pray for that person. The Lord will send someone to reach that person. Stay away. Stay away from sin. Six feet apart. We're talking about social distance. Social distance from sin. Amen. Social distance from sin. It is not complicated. When we're talking about wisdom brings the solution to all things. Stay away from every kind of evil. It couldn't be more clear. 1 Thessalonians 5.22. Stay away from every kind of evil. Here we're talking about a woman that committed adultery. There are many things that keep us away from God. Stay away from sin, but draw closer to God. Amen? Draw closer. If this, every time you are in the presence of this, or every time you are doing this, or every time you go to this place, you commit a sin, don't go to that place no more. It's not not difficult to comprehend. It is not difficult. It's hard to change behaviors. Hey, I know. It is hard to change behaviors. But I can easily just take my car and go, hey, it's Hey, just turn, right? Turn the other side. When it catches you, confess it. Lord, this is what I'm doing. I confess today. This is my sin. I repent. I ask for your forgiveness. And I want to create a distance from that. I want to stay away from that. I don't want to hurt you, Lord. I want to draw closer to you. But immediately after you confess it, create that distance. Stay away from it. Every time you get on the computer, you sin, stay away from that stupid computer. Right? Create barriers for you not to be looking at the wrong things. When he catches you, confess it. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive give us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have no sin, we are calling God a liar and showing that, his, that his word was not placed in our hearts. You can fool somebody else, but you can't fool God. I used to tell Kevin when he was little that I had eyes everywhere. Eyes this way, eyes that way, and eyes that way. So when I turn and you do something wrong, I see it. I used to say that, and then I realized that's not a good picture, right? It's not scary, right? Why would would I even say that to Kevin? And then I realized, Kevin, I had to say it the way it needed to be said. You know, this is what you're supposed to do. But when I'm not there, right, if you need help, you can pray. But guess what? God sees all things, right? That's it. But even when that happens, you can still step away. You can still change. I don't want you to just be scared of that presence. I want you to know that God is there to protect you as well, but stay away. Step away from it. See, we have a tendency to complicate things ourselves. Well, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's more money, or, or, well, if I stop, then, you know, that's the person that gives me this. Or or, or or every time I go there, it makes me feel good. It's a good temporary good. It's not a forever good. It's just temporarily. Then just stop. Wouldn't you want something eternal instead of temporary? Because see, when it is temporary, you have to investigate and investigate and investigate and investigate. It gets very expensive, right? Not only financially, but it gets expensive uh, uh, emotionally. It gets expensive because you have to do more. And it gets expensive because it gets difficult. And it gets expensive because then you run out of ways. And then you start thinking about even bigger ways of doing that. And then that bigger thing is not enough. You want to do even bigger things when. All along, the best thing to do is just to stop. Stop, confess it, and just create distance from it. It's one of the hardest things to do when you're used to doing something over and over again. The good news is God provides a way. He is the way. Amen? He is the way. The Bible tells us over and over, all we have to do is just come to him and confess with a repentant heart. Lord, what I did or what I've been doing is wrong. I knew all along it was wrong. I did it anyway, God, but I confess it today to you. I know in my heart that i got to come to you with a clean heart. And Father, forgive me for my bad attitude. Forgive me for sinning. Forgive me for being stubborn. Forgive me, Lord, for not listening. But God, I want to connect with you. I want to hear from you. Quiero mas de ti, Señor. I want more of you in my life. And the moment you do that, the Bible says that he wipes all things. And you are new. A new A new person in him. Your name is written in the book of life. Amen. And our job, even if we have already confessed and accepted him of our Lord and Savior, we can come back to him again and say, God, I want more of you. I want more of your presence in my life. The song that we were singing said, in the middle of the storm. Don't you feel sometimes that you're in the middle of the storm? You're in the middle of the storm and you don't know where to go. I want you to know that if you find yourself in the middle of the storm, God has provided a way out. He has a way out for you and me. He wants to be able to connect with you and say, come, my child. This is the way, through me, with me. And everything that had happened can be wiped deleted, eliminado, and you are new in him. I'm going to ask if the worship team can come. And I'm just going to ask that we pray that you open your heart right now. You open your mind, and, and you provide just a clear way with God. And you say, God, my attitude wasn't good, or, or, or this wasn't right. But I want more of you. I want to be able to create that distance from sin. I want to be able to step away from sin. That that bad attitude that I have is not there anymore. That instead I want to serve you with everything. That I want to give you more and more of me. Because I can't stop thanking you for saving me, for saving my family, for saving those around me, for using me. God, I don't know why this is happening, but God, I want to serve you. Use my hands. Use my mouth. Use my mind. Use my feet. Use my heart to show others the love that you have given the sacrifice that you have given, Father, use us. Use us. I don't want to be a silent believer. I want to be a loud believer. Amen. I want to be loud. I want to roar for Christ. Amen. I want to be able to go outside and people hear me out with my steps, with my testimony, with my words with my actions, that I am a believer of Christ, amen, that I'm not going to sin no more, that I'm going to follow Jesus Christ, that my relationships are going to be a reflection of my love with God, that my parenting, my parenting, those two boys that I have, they can sense the love of God, that my friends, can see that I am passionate about serving Christ. That my neighbors see me. That when I park, I está la señora. There's the lady. She's always so happy and so excited. She's willing to talk about the Lord no matter what. That when I go to Walmart, I'm not going so ugly. Y fastidiosa. I'm going there. I'm excited to greet that person at the door and say, buenos dias. Good morning. It's a beautiful day that God has given us because I'm sharing about the love of God. The title of this series is It's Complicated, but with His wisdom, we can uncomplicate things. Amen? Would you stand up and let's praise Him. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit CrossroadsTX.Church.